0: So there is some version of love your neighbor as yourself or treat others the way you would like to be treated. Um, Six times in the New Testament. Four in the Gospels that are attributed to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Those were written some 30 to 70 years after we think Jesus was killed. But we also find it twice in Paul's letters. We find it once in the letter... Uh, to the church at Galatia, and then we find it in the letter uh, uh, that Paul wrote to the church in Rome. In his letters, Paul was encouraging people in these little fledgling communities to love your neighbor as yourself. And he, like the author of the Gospel of Matthew, reminded people that all of the laws and all of the teachings of the prophets hung on the idea that we are to love our neighbor as ourselves and treat other people the way we would want to be treated. So, as you can probably tell on the front here, uh, this idea is not unique to Christianity, and we didn't originate it. In fact, this idea predates Christianity by some 500 years or more, and um, Jesus and Paul were likely quoting from Leviticus, which says that you shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against your kinfolk. Love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And it's said that in the first century, there was a rabbi by the name of Hillel who was challenged by somebody who said, I'll tell you what, I will convert to Judaism if you can recite the Torah standing on one foot. And Hillel the elder said, What is hateful to you, do not do to your fellow. This is the whole of the Torah. All the rest is commentary. Now go and learn. So Jesus gives us practical examples of how we are supposed to treat others the way that we would like to be treated. He heals people. He heals the servant of the centurion of the occupying Roman army. Over and over and over again, he feeds people who say they are hungry. He reminds us that we are not supposed to put our religious rules and our religious traditions ahead of the welfare of our neighbors. Jesus' challenge to the church today is for us to look at the ways that we use our traditions as excuses for excluding people. He reminds us that we need to set aside our tribal hatreds and our desires to separate us from them. When a woman from Canaan came to Jesus to ask him to heal her daughter, he was reluctant to do so. You probably remember the story. This is the woman that Jesus calls the dog. I'm going to give crumbs for the table to the dogs. Jews and Canaanites did not get along. Very much at all. But here's the thing. Jesus listened and he changed his mind. And really that's how I would like to be treated. If you have an idea about me, I would really want you to hear my story and listen to me and possibly change your mind about what you think. Now the Gospel of Luke has a very, very interesting story about how to treat other people. Jesus was teaching and preaching and he was walking from one village to the next and he was on his way back to Jerusalem. But to get there, he had to walk through a Samaritan village. Samaritans and Jews didn't get along. So the Samaritans didn't let Jesus walk through their town. And this really made some of his apostles mad. And they're like, should we command fire to come down from the heavens? And the New Revised Standard Version says that Jesus rebuked them using the same word, rebuked, that Jesus uses when he kicks out a demon, right? I would have been inclined to say that Jesus had a perplexed look on his face and said, well, of course not. I have a silly idea. So a little while later, as Jesus is walking on his way to Jerusalem, a lawyer comes up to him and says, you know, Jesus, I do all the things that I am supposed to do. But what do I have to do to gain eternal life? And Jesus says, well, you know, what do you read in the scripture? And the man says, well, I'm supposed to love God and I'm supposed to love my neighbor as myself. Jesus says, you're right. And the guy says, who's my neighbor? Lawyers always looking for a loophole. (laughs) And then Jesus tells the story that we know as the good Samaritan. Having just been refused passage through a town of Samaritans, Jesus tells the story where the Samaritan is the hero, where his Jewish listeners would have thought they should have been. The people that you least expect are your neighbors. Treat them the way you would like to be treated. In the Gospel of Luke, this golden rule appears after a very short section on how to orient ourselves relationally. And we've heard it so often that the radicalness seems to have been muted and things can almost be turned into a cliché. I wouldn't be surprised to see them on bumper stickers around town somewhere, you know. Love your enemies and do good things for people that hate you. If somebody says a nasty word to you, bless them. If somebody wants to fight, don't fight back. Turn the other cheek. If somebody makes you mad, pray for them. If somebody asks you for a coat because they're cold, give them a coat because they're cold. If somebody asks for food because they're hungry, buy them a meal. Just treat people the way you want to be treated. It feels like our world is really, really divided right now, right? We huddle into our own little camps and we have staked our flags in the ground and we have put claims on those things that we believe to be right and true and just. But folks like us, who claim to follow a teacher by the name of Jesus, have been given some very specific instructions and some very concrete examples about how to live our lives. To treat others the way that we would like to be treated means that we don't look at somebody and judge them because of the worst thing that they've ever done. To treat others like we would like to be treated means that we look past our fears and our prejudices and our baggages that we've inherited from our family systems and our social networks. To treat others like we would like to be treated means that we extend to others the grace that has been so freely given to us. Author and theologian Karen Armstrong writes that if we don't manage to implement the golden rule globally, so that we treat all people, wherever or whoever they may be, as though they were as important as we were, I doubt that we will have a world to hand on to the next generation. Treating others as we would like to be treated reminds us that we are all human. We're all made up of wonder and majesty It's a reminder that we all make mistakes, that we all live in varying and varied circumstances. To treat others as we would like to be treated means that we hold one another up in hope and we strive to assume the best in one another. But to treat others like we would like to be treated also means that we defend the most vulnerable, that we stand up for the people who have been cast aside and that we speak up for the people who have had their voices silenced and we protect those who are in danger. To treat others like we would like to be treated means that we reach beyond our comfort zone and we chip away at the foundations of injustice and oppression and we work to bring freedom to those who desperately, desperately need it. In the early 20th century, theologian and pastor Henry Emerson Fosdick says this, To keep the golden rule, we must put ourselves in other people's places, But to do that consists in and depends upon picturing ourselves in other people's places. Amen.